Jarvis, drop my needle. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. Woo! That's an attention getter. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh my God, he's an idiot. You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot. But that's the evidence in the car. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. We are well documented in our love, affection, and some would say obsession with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all of its various offshoots, subsidiaries, and other assorted stuff. So it's no surprise that we've been counting down the days until their newest show on the Disney Plus debuts since Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan rode off into the sunset together. We are speaking, of course, about Loki. Along with anything that Marvel does, there's a bunch of speculation about what will happen, who we'll see, what will tie in where, which is why we're going to be running down all the rumors and deciding what's what in this. Episode 66, Loki, the real or the jabroni? My name is Todd, and with me, as always, is a man who once played Madden 94 for 12 hours straight without surrendering a single point which would have been impressive if the machine hadn't been stuck in demo mode the entire time. He is the Zack Ryder to my Mojo Raleigh. We're not so much over as legends in our own minds. I give you the man they call Tim. Greetings and salutations, my friend. How are you? I'm doing very well this week. Very, very well. Although the air conditioning might not be quite up to snuff here since it's like been 90 degrees and humid. I hear it's been stifling out there. I'm no longer in my home studio, but the uh, the remote <laughs> studio might not quite have enough AC. I might I might be shedding layers at some yeah. point. Got to go down to the basement and kind of crank it up like the old Model T, or <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, before we dive too uh, too far into the show, sir, can you name the tag team? So who's it again? Mojo Raleigh and Zack Ryder. Uh, I think yes. they were called the Height Bros, weren't they? Oh, man, I thought I had you on that, but you managed to pull it out. All right, fine, fine. I'll grant you that one. You're you welcome, got it. Sir. <sighs> You're welcome. Once again, I think I'm batting like under Bob Euchre's lifetime average in terms of these, but I'm going to keep plugging away. Thank you for testing my, my wrestling acumen. Well, it's my pleasure, I guess. An acumen worth testing, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about here today. We've got plenty of rumors. Rumors, of course, abound, and they grow like kudzu. So we, we've got plenty of them to deal with. But first, we need to get into The Week in Geek. The Week in Geek. It feels so funky. What do you got for us this week, sir? Yes, indeed. Leading us off here, uh, Captain America... Uh, this is from We've Got This Covered.com, but Captain America 4, uh, which is more and more becoming a reality, uh, their main villain is reportedly revealed. How so? And this main villain actually goes back to one of our, the real or jabronis from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ah. Uh, so. Is it Mephisto? It is not Mephisto. Mm. <laughs> But oh, it well. is, we, we had one rumor up there, or two maybe, one or two, that centered on basically Cynthia Schmidt, also known as Sin, daughter of the Red Skull. 
Ah, really? And it sounds like, uh, according to the hashtag show, you know, purveyors of, uh, sorry, I shouldn't say anything bad about them, but you know, you know how the rumor game goes, folks. It's, it's They've probably uh, got a little bit more journalistic integrity and more listeners than us, probably, but still. Probably. But it sounds like she will be the, uh, the main antagonist in the, the Captain America 4 movie. Huh. Uh, in the comics, uh, she very much follows in her father's footsteps and works to reestablish Hydra. And it seems like uh, for the movie um, that the hashtag show is saying this will very much be uh, her goal in this movie. There is also the follow up rumor that it is very possible we will see an appearance from the Red Skull who we last saw on Voromir. So how in the crap is that going to happen? Unless he jumped on Captain America's back just before he uh, time traveled back to uh, Peggy Carter. Um, I, I don't quite know how that'll work out. Um, <sighs> I'm guessing Loki will have something to do with it. But, that sounds uh, like that sounds like a Mephisto-like sort of thing <laughs> right there. Like somebody <laughs> somebody was doing all right with their with their rumor mongering, and then they just couldn't help themselves of going one step too far. You yeah. know? Yeah. Also from the hashtag show, they're saying uh, the film will focus on exploring the ideas of legacy for these characters. So for for Sin, it's reevaluating the legacy of her father. Um, for the Falcon, it'll be, uh, you know, touching on the legacy of Steve Rogers, which, of course, played into uh, Red Skull uh, being vaporized to Voromir. Gotta go, gotta go! So we will see what this all means, but very interesting. And, you know, again, uh, we may be batting under 100 when it comes to the real and the jabroni, but you know what? We're, we're just a show or two off, you know what I mean? We're not too far. We're not too far. No, so. no. And that, I mean, that actually sounds pretty cool. And I'm up for all of that, except for the ridiculousness of, oh, the Red Skull is going to be there, too. It's like, no, 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 no. You're getting a little too. It's like it's like when, when someone's like, oh, yeah, I got this girlfriend. She lives in Canada. And it's like, OK, that's unbelievable enough. But fine. No one's going to really call you on until it's like, yeah. And her dad is Brian Adams. Like, OK, that's it. No, no, no. Sorry. No, no. You're done. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it sounds to me. But it sounds like a cool. I mean, it sounds like a cool movie because it's also something where you could get. Um, oh, I'm forgetting her name. Uh, she's the the power broker. Oh, you know. Sharon. Yeah, Sharon. I'm sure Sharon, Sharon will be involved, yep. and then uh, and then uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus's character. Mm. I'm sure those two. The more you think about it, that if uh, there's a resurgence of Hydra. Those two would fit nicely as kind of some side characters dancing around that whole, you know, baddie sort of goody hurricane. And I could, you know, there's a, there's a lot of pieces now that are in place that would make sense in that. So yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm up for that. I am, too. I am, too. I, you know, and again, as we've said many, many, many times about Marvel, at least we're seeing that this isn't just a gimmick kind of movie that it's going to have some depth to it. I like this idea of, of looking at the legacy of those that come before us and, you know, kind of thinking through that. You know, I think we got a little, a smidge of it when, um, you know, back with Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy when you had, um, and of course I'm forgetting her name now, uh, Talia Al, uh, Al Ghul, you know, who is Ra's Al Ghul's daughter, yeah. you know, trying to carry out her father's mission on Gotham, you know, in, in, in that final, in the final movie of that series. And, uh, and, and just that idea of, of the legacy you kind of leave behind. So I, I think mm. it'll be a very interesting uh, story. And, uh, you know, I'm actually kind of jazzed. Sometimes these rumors you're like, eh. but this one, it's like, woo. You're, you're jazzed. That's. Oh, uh, we're old. Hands. 
But, you know, and actually the thing is, like you say, it's the fact it's going to have depth. I mean, look at Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, good Lord. There was, mm-hmm. I think there was a lot more. I think we were all looking for, after WandaVision, WandaVision was very multi-layered sort of thing. And and a lot of like layers to that onion to peel back or to think that you're peeling back. And it turned out it was maybe a little simpler than what we all thought, but still a really good yarn. And then Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldiers thought, oh, this is more straight ahead. But it was straight ahead, but it had a lot of depth to it. It dealt with some mm. stuff that you're like, ooh, you didn't necessarily have to go there, but you did. You know? Yep. So, yep. I mean, I have no doubt that uh, that Cap 4 would have some of that because they've already kind of set the precedent. Like, we're not shying away from any part of this. So, I'm excited for that. That'll be. I think that could be a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, this next one I have entitled, Welcome Back, Mr. Kata, uh, Lucas. What? Miss, Welcome Back, Mr. Uh, Lucas. So, Are we uh, talking about the Mr. Lucas? We're talking about the Mr. Lucas. Uh, uh. According to InsideTheMagic.net, George Lucas reportedly taking back creative control. He's taking his ball back and uh, taking back creative control of Star Wars. What? How, you may ask? How, you may uh, ask? I, I'm just asking why, I guess, <laughs> is more. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of angst over the sequel trilogy. <sighs> of course. Well, there's, there's a lot of angst about everything with Star Wars fans. Like, ah! Oh. Really? We're going to go back? What are we going to get? Attack of the Clones Part 2? Is that going to be the solution here? <sighs> Anyways, tell me, tell me what it's all about while I try and bring my blood pressure down. You see what I did there, people? You see how I, I, I just put it out there, and, and Uncle Todd just... just Went right after it, just like I thought he would. Oh, I need yeah. I need Buford T. Justice's like oh <laughs> thing right now. That's what I need. Oh yeah. So um, please tell me this isn't nearly as bad as I think it is. Please well, no, tell I, me. I think, tell me sweet sweet lies. Uh, Lucas has in past articles. Uh, Lucas has acknowledged that he expected to have more say in Star Wars sequels. He did not. Those sequels were not well accepted or well received, as has been uh, discussed many times across uh, many Week in Geeks and other uh, episodes we've had that are Star Wars focused. And in recent years, you know, he's been on set on The Mandalorian. You know, he's he's been a little more involved there. And so a new report indicates he may be bankrolling an upcoming Star Wars trilogy, uh, which in effect takes back much of the creative control he lost when uh, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy was put in charge. So don't know exactly what that means per se. I think in terms of where it compares to the BSG series on Peacock, probably more progress there than on BSG. And basically uh, he has some ideas around, you know, a, a sequel trilogy. I don't know if it will supplant or if it will replace, but it seems like he has some ideas in the works uh, that he uh, is interested in putting forth on film. So we will see. Okay. So I got a couple questions here. Maybe, Please. and b- since you do all the research for this segment, maybe you can answer them and maybe it's, it, these don't, answers don't exist yet. Are they getting rid of Kathy Kennedy? Is that what this is? Like she's being shuffled off to the sweet Hollywood by and by? And no, that's... all of these rumors with Favreau, Filoni, and now Lucas, it all like swirls around the fact, that, but doesn't say that she's getting moved out. She 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 is not being moved out yet. Okay. But I think there is a lot of blame being put at her feet. Maybe some justly, maybe some unjustly. But that is kind of the 
the way the winds are blowing. Let me explain something to you. It isn't that the wind is blowing. It's what the wind is blowing. Okay, because here's the thing that doesn't make sense to me. Lucasfilm is owned by Disney, correct? Correct. Okay. First thing first, and I might have said this before, but I just I feel like I need to say it just to purge it from my brain. If you sell your thing, like if I sell my car, mm-hmm. I don't then get to say to say to the new owner, oh, and by the way, I, I'd really like to schedule the oil changes. No, you sold me the car. Mm-hmm. It's not your car. I don't really like you putting those wheels on the car. Too bad. It's my car now. You sold it. If you wanted to keep it and you wanted to do specific things to it, you probably shouldn't have sold it. So that's I, I think that this whole thing of like, oh, well, he expected to have, you know, some input into this into the news. If it wasn't in the contract, George, and you've been in Hollywood an awfully long time, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing that you understand the concept of selling stuff. And how that, you know, the idea of what possession means. If you expected that and it wasn't written into the contract, then George, you are you are on a in a galaxy far, far away. Like you you've lost touch with reality, Bub. It's time to it's time to come call it quits and go to the to somewhere where there's not anything sharp. Okay. So the thing that I don't understand with this is he's gonna bankroll it. And I'm using my air quotes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Disney doesn't need that money, okay? Star Wars makes them a bunch of money. Just passive income, you know, they make money off of Star Wars, okay? And now with parks opening up and stuff like that, they're going to start, the money machine is going to start cranking up. Disney doesn't need the money to make another Star Wars movie, and they don't need George's say-so either. So why in the world would Disney say, yes, we will allow you to make make the movies and do whatever you want, with a property that we own and that we are very dependent on for income. You don't spend billions to acquire something and go, yeah, go ahead and just play with it. You don't do that. Why in the world would Disney do this? Because the other thing is, like, fans might be upset about the, about the sequel trilogy. Sequel trilogy made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, they spent a lot of money to make those movies. They made them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Disney was not hurting over those so why in the world would they say, hey, we're going to give up all control of this thing so you can go and achieve your artistic vision and possibly devalue it? Because, hey, you did make you did make the original trilogy. OK, arguably the one that you had the least involvement in was the better of the three. But still, I mean, you're the you're the guy who came up with it. But you also did Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. So uneven i would say is is kind of a way you could approach their the overall like uh, objective view of george lucas as star wars filmmaker all right mm-hmm. you think they're going to just place a bet on this property they pay, they paid billions for and that is going they're hoping it will be a cash cow for them in the future and go yeah sure go ahead that doesn't make any sense to me why you would why you would do that and hand that control over to him no, no sense none whatsoever well i can posit a couple of ideas please do so when you mentioned devaluing the brand, not that I'm looking at the brand as devalued, but I wonder if because of the sequel trilogy, there is now a bit of, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, that for future Star Wars movies, that there's going to be skepticism and you know maybe the brand has, has taken a slight hit from a creative perspective because of 
how the sequel trilogy played out. And they are looking to have him come back. Now, him, you know, this article saying he'll bankroll or that he's getting creative control, it doesn't necessarily mean he comes back, at least in my mind, and has the sort of involvement and control that he had on the prequel trilogy because that, to me, falls in line with what you were saying, that he has sold his rights to this. But I'm wondering if Disney is seeing how when you have people like John Favreau and Dave Filoni, and especially Dave Filoni, who in a lot of ways from what I've read, and I and I think I'm accurate in saying this, was very much mentored by Lucas and who very much mm-hmm. has the mindset that Lucas had back when he created the magic of the original trilogy and seemingly has that magic because of what he's done with Mandalorian, which has been resoundingly you know positively received i'm just wondering if he is going to come in as a creative advisor you know maybe with you know you not using feloni but maybe with feloni as his proxy because feloni was recently promoted to some executive level of creative something or other that i don't have in front of me yeah grand wazoo and lead jedi or something yeah which you know again doesn't explain the bankrolling part of it but i could see them bringing him in especially if they want to release you know more movies in the future and they think by having lucas's name attached to those movies it helps to kind of be a salve of sorts for fans who may not want to come out, you know, who, who are a bit skeptical for the movies moving forward. But I don't know how true that is because I think if someone were to put out some new Star Wars content in a movie theater, people are going to show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't think the brand is that badly damaged, but I'm just wondering no. if they bring him back because there is that, you know, now that they've seen what they can do with Mando. Now that we're seeing what's, you know, especially when we start to see some of these live action series like Kenobi and some of these other shows come out, if they continue to build on that momentum, it's just showing the fans that, you know, when, when they do return to the movie theaters, there's going to be something different this time. It's not going to be a trilogy that did not have a plan in place. It's going to be something that is going to have some magic to it and is going to follow, you know, just the success that we've seen with you know this other content so that is my kind of angle to it i think it's interesting um i i just i i do agree with you and hope that it is not a true him coming back to prequel trilogy form because quite honestly i don't really think the prequel trilogies were all that much to sing about either you know i think they had their positive Mm -hmm. points but they also had their negative points as well. And I recently rewatched the three of them as part of my, my little journey through the nine movies. And, you know, really was just kind of like, I really over romanticized how good these were (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) to some degree. You know what I mean? Uh, Revenge of the Sith that holds up, but I think, you know, episode one and most especially episode two, I was just like, God. Yeah. Anakin's one creepy son of a gun. So um, well, that's why I say uneven. It's yeah, uneven. Yeah, yeah. And and so uh, my retort, and I, I can kind of see where you're going with with you know Lucas kind of being the you know the mentor for Filoni and and all this and kind of I get the whole idea of attaching his name because yes that would be a draw and, and there's a lot of Star Wars fans who would be happy until they showed up and saw the movie and then they just be pissed off about it because that's what Star Wars fans do they crap on the new stuff and then as they go along then the old stuff gets more romanticized and built up just the same as everybody talked badly about you know episode one and two and then mm-hmm. episode 
7 comes along, it's like, oh, well, I'd rather watch episode 1. No, you wouldn't. Just stop. You know, you're just, all you're doing is like the new stuff. Now the new stuff sucks and the old stuff is fantastic. I'm like, no, it isn't. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it, I, that's going to happen no matter what. The thing, though, is with, with this idea of, it doesn't still doesn't make sense to me how Lucas would go in there if he didn't have that creative control. That's the thing. Like I don't see why Disney would give him that creative control, and I don't see why Lucas would do it without having that creative control. Mm-hmm. That's who he's been ever since he made the first Star after after making the first Star Wars, yeah. and did everything you know, putting his own money into these movies and just churning them out so he never had to answer to anybody he just gave it to 20th century fox and and they distributed it but they didn't have a say in necessarily the movie after the first one because he bankrolled them and at 77 which he is just turned 77 happy Mm -hmm. birthday george from may i don't see him changing that so i don't i don't see how this whole thing would work out and 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 i agree with you i don't think that there's i don't think that there's this big damage to the franchise like people show up to these movies no matter what like the the sequel trilogy uh, like you said nothing to write home about people showed up in troves for episodes seven eight and nine Mm -hmm. and even though yeah nine didn't make as much as you know or they didn't these the second two didn't make as much fine okay but there's still billions made off of those movies I don't think Disney was all that upset. I think they were quite happy with their bottom line. Mm -hmm. And I think with what they're doing with the TV shows now, it's almost like, well, don't make any damn movies for a while. That was part of your problem. You tried to do this thing where you're like, we're going to have a Star Wars movie every year. I don't know that anybody wants any kind of movie every year. I don't. I can't Mm -hmm. say that I want this. There's I don't think there's anything that I love that much that I want to see a movie of every year. I mean, Marvel has kind of managed to do like two, three movies, but it's different characters. I don't want to. I don't want an Iron Man movie every year. Right. As much as I love that character, that would get old real quick. So, anyways, I just they did the, they did their own disservice by by churning them out so quick, mm-hmm. and then now that they've they're doing this thing with the TV shows, it's like just give it a freaking rest. Stop just trying to like re re get to that, you know, the original trilogy sort of thing. It ain't happening. It's a different world. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Stop messing with it and just let it breathe for a while for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Please tell me our next item is is a little bit something that's going to relax me. Well, Please in the name of all that's holy. I feel that if if this item got Uncle Todd's blood pressure you know, up up in the 130, 140 range. I think this next one's going to, you know, put it in the Lewis Black 170 range. Oh, boy. What do we got? Uh, rumors from WeGotThisCovered.com. Uh, more specifically, uh, our, our good friend from before. Uh, let me find his name. Uh, where is it? Ah, here we go. Uh, our, our good friend, insider Daniel Reichman, if you remember from a few episodes ago. Oh, yes, Daniel, the my favorite made-up correspondent. Yes. Indeed. I'm convinced uh, this guy doesn't exist. Reportedly, WB is reportedly Warner Brothers rebooting Wonder Woman after the third installment that will be coming out uh, That's next. it. Okay. That's, I'm, I'm done. You're, <laughs> you're finished this one on your own. I'm done. That's it. Bye. Ladies and That's gentlemen, it. I have successfully chased away uncle todd with a weekend geek item that hits a little too close to home for him uh yes indeed warner brothers uh has uh there, there are rumors that after this third wonder woman uh movie which will which is rumored itself to be taking place in present day time 
Uh, that oh, good. This... Yeah, Greg agreed. Oh, you yes. came back. Oh, I yeah. thought I was going to have to carry this on my own. I thought this was going to no. be the real and the jabroni, you know, solo edition or something. <sighs> so, so what's the deal here? Are we are we recasting Gal Gadot? Like, we're re- are they just going to like we're? It's a complete do over of Wonder Woman now. Like, just forget everything that just happened. Uh, all it says is is after Wonder Woman three is released, they would then start working on a reboot of Wonder oh, Woman as God. a whole, which I don't understand. Is Eric Bischoff running Warner Brothers? Is that it? Quite possible. Is that what's happening? Because I, I'm getting a I'm getting a strong scent of WCW booking of just like ah, forget what just happened. No one will notice. Uh, really? Yes. And okay. The rumor is it's unclear, uh, or, or as part of the rumor, it's unclear if uh, there will be another person who will simply assume the mantle of Wonder Woman, or if we'll be getting a brand new Diana Prince. I, I gotta say, if it's a brand new Diana Prince, what? In, uh, uh, just everything you just said is right on the money. You know, sweet Moses. Someone, you know, can someone get me on the phone with Warner Brothers? Like, just tell them, like, look at what Sony did. Just, just sell DC to Marvel, or just, I, I don't know. Like, you guys aren't good at movies. You're just I don't know. Not. If, I don't know if we said this before when we did our Wonder Woman two review, but. It, it dawned on me after the fact that the whole premise with, with her and Chris Pine was very much similar to, I believe, uh, a movie from the 80s called Mannequin, right? Where, where a mannequin comes to life and, you know, kind of, you know, she's, wrote, I, I don't know, the, the I, I, did you ever see that or no? Or am I just completely off my rocker? Uh, I vaguely remember. I think the mannequin would go. It was almost like it was. If anything, I think Night at the Museum ripped off Mannequin because I think everything the uh, mannequin turned back. It was only at night that the mannequin came alive or something like that. I mean, in many ways, it's just as creepy. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> and and you know, at this stage, actually, it's more creepy because we still don't know what happened to that dude like that entire time. Like, right. just you know, he was he was a meat popsicle for for Chris Pine's character, mm-hmm. and then just like, hey. And Diana's like, hey, by the way, did you know that we, uh, ha, 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 ha. he's like, uh, what? <laughs> Say what? What happened? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, my god. I gosh. got a real wet wagon. <laughs> I mean, what, what is Warner Brothers doing? I mean, seriously. I don't know. Well, I read I, this and I just, uh, had, had to put it in here just to get your reaction and, uh, mission accomplished. So we, we will see if Warner Brothers yet continues to just drag DC through the mud, nay, through the manure, uh, as, yeah. as they reboot Wonder Woman potentially after this next installment. It's like they're just trying to drown the entire like DC universe in a septic tank. That's really what it feels like. And I think it's just someone works there who has a vendetta horrible. with you, and they're just like, how can I get his blood pressure up? Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Ridiculous. Uh, and finally, uh, less a rumor, and sadly uh, for those involved, more a reality. But I'm calling this one, what the heck is going on with the WWE this week? Indeed. Uh, very surprising news coming out of that neck of the woods. On June the 2nd, we had uh, several people uh, sadly released from the company but what was uh, most surprising was the high-profile nature of some of the names, uh, starting with Braun Strowman, um, mm. who, if you recall from our review of WrestleMania, had a classic, a classic with uh, Shane McMahon uh, in the don't, cage. Don't, 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 just seriously, don't, don't make my, 
don't make the vein of my forehead pop out, please. <laughs> oh my goodness. But but seriously though, it, it that one was a real surprise. Um, you know, especially someone of Stroman's stature where the companies invested a lot of time and energy to build him up and and he is, you know, one of their big men. Really just uh, you know, last year he carried the Universal Championship for a number of months and and you know, during that period where they were doing a lot of empty, uh, you know, empty arena shows and has always just, I mean, I mean, he's just has that look. And of course, you know, creatively, I don't think they ever really gave him, you know, the best setup and, and, and the best storylines to really take advantage of, of what he looks like and who he is. But yeah, for them, for, for them to release him was just very surprising. Uh, next on the block was, was Lana, who, um, you know, who, who we've, teased a bit in terms of her role of, of, of being the one who was getting bullied around but you know she she was in some storylines as well Alistair Black was a really strange one because they were uh, on Smackdown they have been building him up over the last few weeks uh, to, to re-debut him with a new character and a new look and uh, and he was actually in the middle of a feud with Big E and now that's just completely gone now and then Ruby Riot. Uh, who, as mm-hmm. you recall, uh, from the Riot Squad uh, from WrestleMania. Uh, she was also released, as well as Buddy Murphy. Uh, he was less surprising because he, he kind of petered out after having a run with Seth Rollins. So so overall, just a lot of crazy releases that are kind of on the back end of uh, some more office releases that happened the week before, which begs the question, what the heck is going on? And some rumors are in place that is it possible Vince or, or the executives at uh, WWE are positioning the company for a potential sale? Um, mm. That is one of the rumors that uh, they might be selling the company or getting it positioned for that because you cut a lot of uh, fat more so than normal. So you have the balance sheets looking strong when you sell. Mm-hmm. And um, that seems to be one of the rumors there. So just a very, very strange week uh, in the WWE. Yeah, the the Braun Strowman thing to me is kind of I, the tell. Like something is up here because from the the couple of little tidbits that I've gathered, not that I've spent a ton of time researching this, but uh, apparently he had a uh, and I'm going off of uh, information from uh, Jim Cornette, he had a downside guarantee for his contract of over a million dollars per year. Mm-hmm. So that was like his minimum that he was going to make. That's a lot of money for yeah. someone who's just big and makes, as Jim uh, so wonderfully put, choo-choo noises outside the ring. That's you know that's a whole lot of money for that, yeah. um, and and that would make a very obvious one to be like, all right, well we're just going to hack this one off because we we're not doing anything. And quite honestly, if you're really trying to sell, do you really care about trying to develop that guy over the next couple of years? You don't. Some of the others, I don't know what their contracts were, but. Ruby Riot one to me was the one that I was like, whoa, okay, yeah, something is up here because that was like one of one of your better female workers, or certainly one of your yeah. better female wrestlers who could bump. I mean, good lord, mm-hmm. she was she was really a lot of fun to watch. And yeah. nope, okay, so and Strowman should have been a division killer. I mean, he 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 really should have been positioned that way. He he was one of their biggest guys and and they just never you know for one reason or the other went that way with him probably because of you know potentially because of match quality issues or 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 whatnot I mean I I think he was a pretty convincing big man but I just think he was never put in the right stories with the right characters 
Well, that's been, I mean, that's something that they, that they, they've done. I mean, for crying out loud, look at Paul White and how many times they, they messed him back and forth to try and figure out what to do with him or even right. looking at Nia Jax right now. And, and it's all about trying to replicate Andre. It's all about trying to replicate Andre the Giant. And the thing is, you, you actually think about it, Vince never made Andre. Mm. Like Vince used Andre. And by mm-hmm. the time Andre started really working for you know Vince Jr., Andre was already huge. He was already like the biggest name in wrestling and and probably the biggest name that you could imagine pre-social media, pre-cable, pre-everything else to be that recognizable. So it's one of those deals where it's like, oh, yeah, he benefited and and gets a lot of the credit because he was on his TV program. But Vince didn't build Andre. Andre was already Andre. Right. And they he's never they've never been able to kind of duplicate that. And Braun Strowman and, and, and Nia Jax, too, just represent just kind of flailing at that i think agreed and if you're making uh, too much cash you're gone he gone gotta go gotta go and finally i know this has been an extended week in geek we'll make this quick uh, i just want to give a quick update uh for those who care 17 days without a hospital incident for yours truly nice so we're uh yeah we're we're, we're keeping the ticker going and uh we're we're feeling good. We've done some bike rides, so it's 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 all good. Things are looking up. That is good to hear. Now I know you're as you're doing those bike rides, you're like sweat, sweating out sausage grease, but you know still apparently that's on the diet. And indeed, indeed, but it's all legal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that my friends is an extended week in geek. <laughs> Well, thank you, sir, for all of your fine, fine research and digging amongst the, the cobwebs and the the detrius of the interwebs. Uh, certainly appreciate it because, well, I, I don't have to do it. So uh, <laughs> I always enjoy that segment because it's nothing to do with me. Uh, oh. So let's dig into the, into the heart of the subject for this episode. Uh, we're going to be looking at rumors from the upcoming Loki Disney Plus show and deciding whether they are the real or the jabroni a la mm-hmm. the Iron Sheik. Sheiky. In case you are unfamiliar with this, essentially the real means true, it's going to happen, or we think it's going to happen, and the jabroni means false, or it ain't going to happen. Uh, and of course, you know, that is uh, all in in kind of recognition of, of the great Iron Sheik. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, another thing to note here is we are recording this on June 6, and so the show doesn't debut until I don't have my calendar in front of me. June 9th. Oh, it's oh, it's Wednesday. Yeah, they started doing this Wednesday thing. They did it with the bad. That's well. right. Okay, the show that I'm banned from watching until I watch 800 episodes of Clone Wars. By the way, shame, shame. <laughs> so what mm-hmm. I want y'all to keep in mind here is because we've when we've done these shows before, it's usually after we've watched the first episode. Uh, we are trying to get ahead of that and, and go into this whole thing absolutely blind so that there's no no point of reference except for, you know, whatever trailers and little tidbits we get before that. But we have we have not seen the first show like uh, mm. uh, you might think that we are, you know, big mucky mucks and insiders and that we got, you know, special screeners. We are not. Although, you know. Kevin, we would really like that. That would be really awesome if you wanted to like send those to us. I mean, we would totally not complain. We wouldn't even tell anybody, really. It's just we would 
it would be awesome to have those. But you know, if you, whatever. Can you, you spare three fifty? Can you can you spare about the three fifty? Um, so we uh, <laughs> we don't have any knowledge of what the actual first show is going to be. So and it seems like a lot of these rumors, uh, because there's usually a, a bit more available, kind of comes out as either that first show is going to, the day it drops or or right afterwards, uh, like literally hours afterwards that people then have some context and then they start cranking up the old rumor machine and then all these things explode. So what we're working with here is just solely what's available before the first show airs. So just so you know, in case there's like, hey, what about this thing that said that was going to happen? We didn't know about it and we don't have a time machine. So Mm -hmm. sit down and drink some more water because chances are you're dehydrated. And just for the record, uh, since we had instituted this as a contest of sorts, uh, Uncle mm. Todd is uh, at one win, zero losses, and I am at uh, zero wins, one loss. So I'm looking even Thank things you. up. Thank you. Thank uh, and, you. And just to, uh, you know, again, str- uh, just reiterate, what is on the line here mm-hmm. is the... Stakes. The loser will buy and ship to the winner. Mm-hmm. A bottle of bourbon of their choice within a agreed upon price range that we will not divulge. So there we go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Needless to say, nobody is getting any pappy out of this. Okay. It's there's not gonna be a bottle of pappy twenty three. That free range idiocy, uh, you know, sweet internet money is not rolling in. You know, the the free range idiocy congregation collection plate is not quite overflowing with the money that folds, you know what I mean? A lot so, of lights uh, need to be yeah. turned out to make that one happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes. Whew. Unless you, I mean, the thing is, you can sometimes come across those things at retail, but oh my gosh, it's so rare, mm-hmm. so rare to stumble across. Like my wife bought me a book about Pappy that I need to start reading, but uh. yes, you do. <laughs> right after you finish watching the Clone Wars and Bad Batch, uh. you've got homework at your age. How does that feel? Getting old. <laughs> Reeks. Anyways, th- Danny Glover, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Once again, my impressions uh, just spot on. No, no bounds. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So let's uh, let's read these down and let's see what's what, sir. So uh, do you want to handle the 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 reading of these? Since you were so good to to kind of co- I, I had little to nothing to do with this episode, ladies and gentlemen. I just want you want you all to know Tim has been doing all of the of the hard hard work here. Well, all the heavy listing. And I want to make sure he gets the he gets his propers. Thank on this you. One. But, but let's be fully transparent and say you you fully put together the last episode. So. Okay, it's a little true. bit of a That's... balancing act here, you know. All right, I mean? good, good. Well, at least we balance sure, the skills I occasionally. Will, uh, I will not only read, but I will notate selections as we go through. Oh, uh, do you have your spreadsheet all set up? Already? I have the I have the show. Well, what I call our our show outline in front of us here, so that'll be our documentation. Uh, okay. I have the spreadsheet raring to go with the code, uh, so we will soon see how this shakes out. Very uh, good, sir. Let it rip. So I have organized these by source. So this is uh, the rumors that I was able to cull from ScreenRant.com. First one, uh, and, and this is kind of me putting it into my own wording, given what I read from from uh, from their page. But Loki will embrace his evil side over the course of the season, or as I like to call it, A.K.A. the heel turn. See, this one I think is going to be really tough to judge because it's always up for debate which side Loki is really on. Mm-hmm. It's really he's on his own side. I mean, what what criteria are we going to use to judge this? Because I, 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 I can't even begin to figure that out. 
I mean, does he? I mean, are we talking like he's gonna he's gonna like off somebody? Well, the 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 main gist here is that over the course of the movies leading up to Endgame, we've kind of seen Loki go from being very clearly for himself to being a little bit more of a uh, thoughtful character, and I think the spirit of this is we start to see him go back and regress to what he once was. Um, mm. which was very much out for himself and very much, you know, uh, looking to um, find ways to prop himself up. Because this is, again, the Loki from 2012 who yes. was recently captured. So this is not the Loki who has gone through the changes that we saw and who ultimately was killed at the hands of Thanos in Endgame. Okay, so, so the, but then the thing is, like, a heel turn from him would have to be going really bad because he was uh, all—he's already starting out as a bad guy. So, I guess a good way we can judge this is whether or not he will end up as more of a baddie than he was in the first Avengers movie. Yes, um, and I'm going to go with the jabroni on that one. And I'm going if to agree that's, with if you. that's a criteria. I think I think it'll be even, or it might be heading more in the direction of of where he was at. All right. I agree. I concur. Especially when I made the comment that, yeah, this is the Loki from 2012. It's like, yeah, he's already starting from kind of an evil place, so he probably is going to go through another journey on, on this show. Yeah. But, uh, second one, the show will set up slash connect to Thor Love and Thunder. That was kind of tough because the natural is to say, well, yeah, of course it's going to. And in a way, I mean, given the time travel aspect of this, you could make a, a very convoluted, which I might, depending on how close the score is uh, when we shake this whole thing out, uh, very convoluted uh, argument that it, any kind of time travel is necessarily going to set up and connect everything else that happens, ever. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but will it directly set up? Yeah, I think this is the real. I think it will have some sort of connection. All right, so you're going to go the real on on this is will set up or connect to Thor Love and Thunder. I am going to agree with you. I think it will because let's face it, it'd be good business to be uh, mm. taking one series and connecting up to a movie that's going to come out soon. So having said that, um, the next one, the antagonist of the show will be a character from the comics called the Enchantress. The real or the jabroni? Now... The funny thing is, I, I actually did have a moment here to look up the Enchantress, and there's actually two characters. So you have the first one, uh, who's a powerful sorceress uh, with the name Amora, and she is one of Thor's greatest enemies. Uh, the second enchant Enchantress is the young Sylvie Lushton, who was given her great mystic powers by Loki when he created her as a tool for chaos. Mm. Um, and But she models herself on the original en Enchantress, Amora. Now, the interesting thing is, like, it seems like a lot of is drawn from you know the Marvel universe. Obviously, when they're creating these characters, but it seems like there's they've used a lot of something from Ultimate Marvel. And in that one, she is aiding Loki. So I think there, if it's if we're talking the second Enchantress, uh, which I think would be the direction they'd go in. All that to say, I think it's Jabroni. I don't think she is going to be the antagonist. I think. The antagonist is actually just going to be this kind of thing between Loki and the Time Variance Authority. Okay. All right. Yeah. All it says in the article is that, yeah, basically what you said, she is a sorceress who has partnered with Loki for evil schemes um, in the comics many times before. It doesn't get into the which one. 
Um, mm. And it, the only point kind of raised by this rumor from Screen Rant is uh, that there needs to be a villain of the series who can match Loki's magic abilities uh, while also having the potential to be as evil as he can be. Yeah, I don't see that. I see that as maybe playing into, you know, stories down the line. I don't know that I see that here, like setting up a brand new baddie of that level. I don't know. That's just, I, I'm going to go jabroni. I'm tempted. And this well, may be my downfall, but I am the tempted. The is a temptress as well. I, I, I'm going to go the real on this. Ah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this as, uh, you know, the TVA is, is, is the vehicle for, for pushing the story forward. But I, I'm, I, I like the idea of having someone with the same kind of abilities to uh, counteract Loki and, and, and to be kind of a thorn in his side. Typically, we, we get introduced to some new characters in these series. So I, I will go the real on this one. Um, I don't know if. I don't know if I feel 100% confident she'll be the main antagonist, but I think, sure, why not? All right, uh, next one. Thanos will make an appearance, the real or the jabroni. <sighs> See, the thing is, is, this is difficult because we're dealing with you know time variance, time travel, you know, all of this stuff. So anything is on the table. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, literally a Thanos appearance could be like, just seeing the back of Thanos's head as Loki tries to walk past him, you know, in his little floating throne thing on that asteroid. So, you know what? No, I'm going to say that's a jabroni because I think it would be too obvious. I think a lot of this is going to have have to do not necessarily with with speci- not everything is going to be specifically to do with Loki directly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go the jabroni as well. It just feels kind of odd to slot Thanos in here um, I don't think it will really mean a lot other than just an appearance and you know kind of like oh my gosh that was Thanos and then you know I just don't see him you know really having any sort of impact on the series um, mm. mainly because he shouldn't you know I mean he, he's he's had his run and I, I don't think having him come in to do anything of, of note really makes a whole lot of sense so I agree with you and we'll go the jabroni uh, next one's interesting and this is where it's going to get a little more difficult. Uh, the Loki series, or maybe I should have said the season, will be the genesis of the multiverse. Hmm. The real or the jabroni? I, I mean, I think the multiverse is already there. Is it? I, I, don't, I don't know that... Well, I don't know. I think Doctor Strange and Wanda are a much more likely candidate for that although i mean you, you you've already had uh, no because that, that technically I have a different time i was going to go the whole like end game like the different nebulas different thanoses mm-hmm. but that was just from a different time not not like a true multiverse and no i i i'm gonna say the jabroni because i think you're dealing with with time here I don't think it's going to be the genesis. I think it might be kind of like a reference point and there might this might be the beginning of it. Not not necessarily as like the genesis as a cause, but I think it could be the kind of steering you in more in that direction. All right. All right. Sounds reasonable. It's going to be so great when we're wrong on like every single one of these. It's going to be I'm awesome. I'm going to have to go the opposite and say the real. I I I think All right. I think this may be the launching point into other shows and movies that are going to be dealing with uh, the multiverse. You know, we got Spider-Man coming up, which is heavily rumored to be 
dealing with the multiverse. Um, and I, I'm wondering if this is a way to start kind of introducing it in a meaningful way. Because again, Marvel, in, in their brilliant fashion, I, I can totally see them using a television show like this to to kind of do the storytelling needed to open people up into what this is going to look like so you, you're not doing all of that storytelling inside of the Spider-Man movie or whatever other movies may leverage that. So mm-hmm. uh, so it just seems, given the subject matter, and, and while it deals a lot with time, I could see it being this way of introducing, you know, through his taking of uh, the Tesseract and, and what that can mean to reality, that that is kind of the the moment that now uh, the multiverse is here. So um, mm. like you said, you're, you, you may be right that it's already there because once Loki did that, it caused the branches to begin. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't think it's been explicitly stated anywhere that it, you know, that it exists and this is what is happening. So, so I, I'd be curious to see and, and feel like this would be a good vehicle to kind of, to kind of introduce that. So, Okay. Uh, the next one's kind of an interesting one, uh, kind of building off of the last one. The Squadron Supreme will appear as a result of the multiverse opening up. Well, this is very interesting because I have no idea who the Squadron Supreme is. So can you fill me in on that one? Uh, I can fill you in on that. So uh, the Squadron Supreme, some rumors suggest that Loki could introduce the Squadron Supreme, a superhero team from a different reality. While Squadron Supreme are sort of an alternate version of the Avengers, they share more than a few similarities to DC's Justice League that could make for a lot of fun in the series. Huh. And when I look at this, some of the characters look very much like Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. So that is kind of funny. (laughs) You know what? Maybe Marvel is like, you know what? You've messed around on this long enough. We're taking over, whether you like it or not. We're going to do better using a fake group. (laughs) And, and instead of like Superman, it'll be like Superman, like Luke. It's going to have like three U's, and that's how they'll get around it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I think that's how it's going to work. So what say you, sir, the real or the Jabril? <laughs> this is one of those ones where it just it seems like, oh, that'd be really cool. It just seems like too much for the show, though. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it feels like that's a bit too much to throw into this show and it feels like it's a little bit too much too easter eggy i'm gonna go with the jabroni and i believe i will agree with you if only because we have been burned by these before i'm looking at you thunderbolts and quicksilver oh yeah yep so yeah it 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 has that feel of too much going on in the show if they were to appear so i am going to agree with you and if marvel has shown us nothing it is that no matter how fantastical the sh- the story might be, they tend to you know keep the storytelling tight, especially for these thirty to forty five minute shows. And uh, I have no doubt Loki will be the same. Mm-hmm. Next one, which is kind of interesting, the Agents of Shield will appear during the series, leading to a Loki Coulson conversation. See, now this one, I actually I I think will happen if only because it would give it would kind of, you might be able to link up because the thing is i don't remember how they explained colson being alive in agents of shield but i think that you could do so, I, I think it would be an interesting way without a whole lot of without a whole lot of work mm-hmm. and i think it could serve a, a a greater story to to knit that 
kind of more closely into the Marvel universe, even though it was a Marvel produced show and everything. And but it was never like really tight in with the movies and stuff. It might be a way for them to kind of pull that a little bit closer into the MCU mm-hmm. for some background information, and then open up the idea of them doing their own bit with Agents of Shield or or doing something like that. I don't know, but I mostly I just want to see Clark Gregg and Loki face to face. You know, you like this. Even I don't know what it does. Sort of like a, a Steve Rogers and and uh, and Red Skull on Vormir sort of moment. Mm-hmm. So that's what it does. I want to see that. So yeah, I'm going to go with the real. Why not? You're going to lose. I agree with you. I think that has a uh, an opportunity to be a, a emotional moment. You lack conviction. Because of course Coulson was taken out in the movies that way. Um, yes, he does come back, but you know if if this move if the show to some degree is is Loki kind of becoming uh much as he did before a better version of himself then maybe there is some uh forgiveness to be asked for uh in in terms of of their their uh meeting up. So, I think mm. that'd be kind of interesting uh to 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 have their paths cross and and to have that conversation. I think if anything it'll be like a very a very much a a Colonel Rhodes you know, a roadie sort of mm-hmm. drop in. Like mm-hmm. it'll be all of a minute and a half, two minutes of screen time, and that's it. Yep. Right. That's what I think. Next one. The show will explore multiple Lokis from different timelines. I'm gonna say the real. I think this is I think it's part of this is going to be him going back and seeing different versions of himself forward and backwards and all that. I I think it's gonna have to play with that because Otherwise, if it's just him essentially like Marvel Quantum Leap, <laughs> where he's just kind of jumping around into you know different people's lives, and you never actually feel, you never actually get any anything in like Loki's timeline, I think people would be like, "What the bleep is this?" You know, I think they have to. Agreed. I'm going to say the real as well. So right now we're only differing on two. Mm-hmm. So I, I know your strategy here. You're trying to. You're trying. I I, I can see it. <laughs> You're really trying to win. The thing is, like, I'm, I have, I have put zero thought into this, so I have, I'm actually playing the Loki part here. I am embracing the chaos of just like, eh, why not? Why not? All right, last one from uh, what was our source here? ScreenRant.com. <laughs> uh, the season ends with Tom Hiddleston stepping down as Loki, the jabroni, and this is this is. Partly because I think that I, I can't imagine them saying, yes, we're going to do a show with you. We're going to put all this money in. And, oh, by the way, then we're going to recast Loki. Now, because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. Not like yeah. we're talking about them recasting Loki or Loki is gone or whatever. I can't imagine that that would happen. Yeah. And the other part of it is, is is wishful thinking on my part because I just I want more of Tom Hiddleston playing Loki for like the next 20 years. That would be fantastic. Indeed. All right, so now this uh, these next four come from marvelmovies.fandom.com, a wiki of sorts with some Loki rumors, and uh, here is what uh. I pulled out. Okay. Uh, Anthony Hopkins will make an appearance during the season. Now, this is an interesting one because I would, you know what would be really cool, and it's never going to happen, never in a million years, what would be great is if it was like a Westworld Easter egg. Like it was it was Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins playing, uh, what was his Ford? Yep. Uh, is he playing yep. that character? Yep. But yet still having a twinkle of recognition of who Loki is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, uh, chef's kiss, that would be awesome. I, and, and it would be like a handful of people who would actually give a crap. And that's why it won't happen. So, <laughs> I mean, of course, it's going to be Anthony Hopkins as Odin. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think Anthony is is quite well done 
with uh, playing a role in the Marvel Universe. I don't know that you can put a character to bed in a way the way that they did with Odin any better than the way that they did. It made sense on every level as I watched it, and I I just rewatched Ragnarok uh, with the with a kiddo the other night, and man, I'm like, it's it's beautiful, it's wonderful, it's well acted, it's well written. Everybody is just acting their ass off in that scene, and then just the the tension that comes in afterwards and the way it propels a storyline forward. I don't know why you would ever even try and bring that character back, even if it is a kind of a, a flashback or anything like that. It's just, no, that is the perfect final bow for a character. So I'm going to say the jabroni. All right. Well, I am going to go the other way and say the real. All right. If there's going to be some time travel, there's always the possibility that we could see Odin from the past. We will see. Oh, totally true. Totally true. Second one, and most of these kind of have this theme uh, from, from marvelmovies.fandom.com, but Rene Russo will make an appearance during the season. <sighs> so here's the thing. like I, I actually think there's a better chance of that happening because of Loki's relationship with his mother and kind of the trickster side and the, and mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, even in that final scene with Anthony Hopkins when he says, you know, it took me a while to, to break that spell. Your your mother would have been proud. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he I feel like Loki might have kind of settled things. Well, at least that version of Loki. Now, of course, we're also dealing with an earlier version of Loki. So I don't know. But I, I think that there might be a moment there for him to have that moment with his mother. So I'm actually going to go the real on this one. Not to mention, I think there's a much better chance you get Rene Russo to come back and make an appearance uh, rather than Anthony Hopkins. Okay, because I, I think that's I think that's a real you. life part. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going to agree with you. I also think you know she could appear for the same reasons that I would think Anthony Hopkins uh, could, and uh, I think it would be poetic in terms of the storytelling. You know, to be able to have her with a moment and uh, have her and Loki with a moment in the same way that she and Thor had a moment in Endgame. So I am going to say the real as well. Next one. This one's interesting. Mm-hmm. Kang the Conqueror will make an appearance. Now, this one is interesting because Kang is is kind of another one of those Marvel big bads. You know, sort of like Thanos. Uh, Galactus is another one, although he was very, I believe he was tied pretty tight to Fantastic Four. Kang was, was an Avengers-level bad guy. So... It would be interesting, I, although I don't know, you know, what an appearance would be because technically, you know, Thanos kind of appeared in in the first Avengers movie, uh, or or at the uh, you know in prior you know cutscenes and stuff like that. So I think if it's an appearance, it's going to be something like that, and that could be setting up for the next. Although there's been some rumor that you know with bringing the Fantastic Four into the MCU, Galactus would make a very natural set up for a a villain but i don't know i i'm gonna go uh, i'm gonna get bit on this one but i'm gonna go the real all right uh i'm actually going to also go the real on this one i think uh much like you stated i i think it would be interesting you know as far as an appearance you know as as you said i'm i'm thinking kind of in the vein of thanos from the first avengers movie just as a way to tease and it wouldn't be outside the realm of Loki to be playing with that kind of fire because he was at one point in league with Thanos. So that would be kind of interesting um, as well. So uh, I am going to say the real. 
And the next rumor has to deal also with Kang the Conqueror, this time that Kang will be the main antagonist. I don't see that. I, I don't see them... Well, no. No, I don't see that. I don't see it. I'm going jabroni on that one. Going jabroni? That's a, t- right. that's a total gut feeling. Yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with you on that one. It's, it's really, you know, as we saw with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I... This whole who the antagonist is going to be, I mean, we would have never guessed for Falcon and the Winter Soldier who the antagonist would have been, mm. you know, that, that it would have been Carly for, for most of the season. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. she wasn't even on our radar. And I kind of feel like Loki is going to be the same way. Like, there's going to be someone, possibly the Enchantress, as I said before, but it's, you know, Kang just feels like too big of a character to assign to a television show. Yeah, you know unless I mean? unless unless it's one of those deals where it's he's he's the guy that the guy is working for sort of thing, yeah. you know, and that's and but that's not enough for me to say like yes, the main antagonist because then the in in actuality, it if he's pulling the strings, it's still the person who's the more direct antagonist who will have the meat of the of the script and the story and all that centered around then you're like oh in the last second reveal like oh no it was you know right it's kang you know and i don't i don't see that i think that's another one of those it's a it's a fantasy booking sort of situation that won't happen when you said that i i I just had this like this flashback to like monday night raw late 90s with jim ross you know my Mm. god it's kang (laughs) yes (laughs) actually it would be more it would be more like uh the first hell in this it would be the hell in the cell and it's it's Vince was still on commentary. That that must be K. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Moving along, uh, these next two come from uh, the direct.com from an article there uh, around the Loki show and potential rumors. These I found uh, quite interesting. First one is the show will reveal Loki has appeared through Earth's history, influencing events. The real or the jabroni? Well, I mean. <sighs> Uh, it could be. I mean, when you really think about it, I mean, you know, he's a god and not the god, but a god, apparently, you know, demigod, I guess is probably the best way to put it, you know, and the Norse gods, of, of course, are the, the ones who do have influence over, you know, sort of like Greek and Roman gods and all that. I mean... Although on the other hand, it sounds like a, it sounds a bit too grandiose. And then how do you define it? Because if he's going back and cleaning up timelines, and yes, he's influenced it, but is it because he's part of this TVA thing, or is it because you know he would just pop in and go, "Hey, I'm just here to mess with people," ha <laughs> and then piss off back to Asgard? I don't know. I mean, it really comes down to what that definition is. So I'm I'm gonna go the jabroni because my definition is that he has been aside from his work with the TVA. That that's how that would have to read to mm-hmm. me, and I don't think that's the case. Okay, I think it's 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 just a little too big for it. And and Loki's got way too big of a mouth to not have hinted at this before. True, Loki. He's a full tilt diva. He wants flowers. He wants parades. He wants a monument built to the skies with his name plastered. But. This is also 2012 Loki, who's on a different tangent than the one we've seen. Son of a bitch. Yeah, but he's still had the big old gob that he liked to pontificate from, you know. I'm going to go the real. All right, you I'm gonna go, go right on a limb here. You do it. I'm going to say that in order to repair the damage he's done, 
he has to go back and 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 run some missions and and manipulate things to to go in a direction. So I I think that would be kind of interesting. All right. All right, next one from the direct.com. Young Loki will make an appearance during the season, the real or the jabroni? What the crap? Are they trying to like pivot off of Young Rock? Like what's happening now? Like, well, it could be. Loki going to run for president? You might uh, see Shiki, you know, appear and throw a camel clutch on someone. That w- I mean, that actually would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Todd sold on that. I can't. You know what? Somebody, somebody, tweet that out to Sheik. He'll. I put the Loki in the camel clutch. Make him humble. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll go with the real. Why not? You're going to lose. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess it'll be a flashback to young Loki when he was just a, mm-hmm. a wee, you know, lycra leather wearing lad. He was an idiot when he was an impish little elf. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> When he when he when he killed his first guy with a knife that he peered out of nowhere. Oh, that little scamp! Oh, isn't, isn't he cute? Uh, I'm going to say the real as well. I mean, it, it feels like where time and time travel are going to be afoot. That there is a very uh, real possibility we could get, uh, whether it be in a flashback or some other form, a, a view into young Loki. So I uh, I too think this is a high percentage occurrence for the show, and we'll go the real. Moving along from the AndroidAuthority.com, Marvel Loki Disney Plus one one nine nine five seven three. Um, <laughs> great website name. Like I have no idea what quality this website is, but damn if that's not a really cool domain name. Indeed, kudos couple, to them. Another couple interesting ones here. Uh, Black Widow will make an appearance due to Loki shenanigans. And where this comes from is in the trailer. There is a moment in the trailer where you see. Mm-hmm. A red-haired woman, mm-hmm. the shadow, if you will, mm. can't fully see who it is, but there is some familiarity there. That is it possible we could see one Natasha Romanoff make an appearance due to Loki shenanigans? Evil shenanigans. What say you, sir? You know what? I want you to go first a couple times here because I, f- I have a feeling you're just pivoting off of me. So I I want it. I want to see what you think first. Maybe. Uh, I'm actually going to go the real. I, I think it'd be kind of a cool way. And, and given the fact Black Widow is coming out soon, that would, I wouldn't put it past them to have some kind of way of, you know, you know, just, just, uh, marketing, marketing that a bit. So, um, I, I think that is who we're going to see. And, uh, you know, with time travel and play, uh, like you said, all options are on the table. So, uh, I'm going to go the real crap. Yeah. I'm going to go the real too. I mean, <laughs> there it is. Very nice. Dang it. Yeah. This one, I, I probably could have expanded this one to include uh, the Warriors 3, but we're just going to go with Lady Sif. Uh, Lady Sif, who was, uh, as you recall from Thor, uh, the original Thor movie, uh, one of Thor's uh, compadres, uh, mm-hmm. she will make a return because we haven't really seen her since then. So <laughs> I just figured, yeah. why not? Let's throw it in there. Uh, and the Warriors 3 are, co- well, in the original timeline or kaput did they get wiped out in thor 2 uh no it was a ragnarok or Uh, or, okay it was made short work of them i mean they got i mean they got jobbed like freaking al snow in his heyday no (laughs) like the brooklyn brawler in his heyday they were i mean not even like the the respect it was like they didn't even get a full line i was like hey it's and that was it Mm -hmm. and she like took the three of them out no muss no fuss it was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm going to go the jabroni. Actually, no, no, no. I'm going to go the... Uh. Oh. Here, here's the problem. Here's the problem. You want me to go first? Because the nature of this show is it could be everybody mm-hmm. or it could be, like, nobody. It, it Like, it's... it. It could just be a series of like callbacks, but it would it would be really interesting to bring that character back and to figure out where she's been all this time. Mm-hmm. Similar to one Sharon Carter, might I add. I'll go with the real fine. <laughs> but he did not like it. <laughs> nope, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to go. Feeling you're going to go with the real as well. I am going with the real as well. I, yeah. I, I think there's an opportunity here to revisit some of the old characters. One of the reasons why I, I went along with the Anthony Hopkins one, I think we'll see Odin as well. I think there'll be a re- revisiting of uh, past characters uh, given the time nature of the show. Uh, and so I will go the real. All right, we have now uh, exhausted all of the uh, professional sources that exist on rumors. And now, from what I call the mind of Tim, come the following. Oh. Some of which I think are a bit better than some of the ones we've talked about, but we shall see. All right. Loki, using the scepter, will cause a splinter in the space-time continuum, setting up the overarching plot of the series. Well, it's not so much that it's not the scepter. He just had the tesseract, right? Ah, uh, yes. Maybe I had that one wrong. I don't know why I put the scepter now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, because they used the scepter to. No, they didn't use the scepter to jumpstart Tony's uh, Tony's heart. the The scepter was. Oh no! Because then the scepter went with Captain America. The tesseract was with. Was with Loki. Stark. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So he just has a tesseract. So Loki using the Tesseract will cause a splinter in the space-time continuum, setting up the overarching plot of the series. I'm going to go with the real. I think that's the thing that kind of tips them off. Yeah. You know? I agree. Like, it may not have been the use of it in in Endgame as we saw. Like, maybe there's continued use of it, and that's what kind of trips them up. Mm. But we, we will see. Hemdahl, if I'm saying his name right, will make an Heim, appearance. Heimdall. What? Heimdall. Oh, Heimdall. Heimdall. Thank you. We'll make an appearance. Come on, dude. Put a little, put a little respect on Idris Elba's name here. I'm dull. Because he'll he'll take you out too. I'm dull. <laughs> we'll make an appearance when Loki is in the past. See now, what you could have done is you could have really gone for a deep, deep hole and then said that Heimdall is going to cancel the apocalypse because then that would have <laughs> tied into Pacific Rim, <laughs> which is incidentally one of my favorite movies from the like the last twenty years. Is utterly fantastic. I'm going to say um, the real on this one. I'm going the jabroni. All right. I'm all about the uh, the world tour of all the old characters. But we will. You see. you definitely are. You you want you want to bring them all out. This this may be my my time to to wreak holy vengeance upon you and and smite you with a mighty score. We will see. Okay. But well, we'll uh, see. having said all that, Loki. Uh, in our next one here from the mind of Tim, Loki will invoke the Bifrost to travel somewhere while he is in the past because, as you well know, the Bifrost has not been destroyed yet. Um, was it? Not in 2012. But you, Thor invokes the Bifrost to get him and, and he captured Loki out of Earth uh, at the end of the first Avengers movie. Yeah, that's right. It, was, it wasn't until, like, Thor 2 when they took out the Bifrost, right? Oh, I thought it was Ragnarok. No, Ragnarok is just Asgard was taken out. And then I think in Thor, or no, was it It was the end of, no, it was the end of Thor when 
he takes out the Bifrost, uh. and then actually maybe it was rebuilt at that time because then he does get off of Earth, although... I don't know. There's a couple different... It seems like there's a very loose interpretation of how they can invoke the Bifrost because then after an endgame at the beginning, then, you know, Heimdall, Heimdall is able to, like, send Banner away somehow, mm-hmm. even though the Bi- even though all of Asgard is destroyed. It's Apparently, he- all it takes is a dude with glowing eyes, and that's all, like, <laughs> and you can just go. It seems like know. whether it's through the sword that Heimdall has or if it's through Thor's, you know, uh, Stormbreaker, it, it just seems like mm. the Bifrost can be called from different ways, shapes, and forms. So Yeah, it, it becomes much less particular mm-hmm. at each movie, apparently. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the jabroni. Really? I am going to go the real. All right. You're going down, my friend. <laughs> You're okay. going down! A bottle of bourbon will be mine. Uh, all right. Well, now we'll the see. next we'll one. See if my my chaos theory uh, holds true here. My next one was 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 a little nod to Uncle Todd here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we got to get one of these right. <laughs> Mephisto. Is, wait a minute. Could be anything. Mephisto. Could be anything. Mephisto. That shrub over there. <laughs> that might be Mephisto. That dude in the background with the hat could be Mephisto. They didn't say it wasn't Mephisto. It could be. It might be. All right. I need you to prove to me that that like little kid right there with the with the wagon that that's not Mephisto. You can't do it. It could have been Mephisto then. Well, I'm I'm gonna go kind of a reverse psychology play here and and and. Uh, Hope that we can get this right for once. Mephisto will not, not make an appearance in Loki. What say you, sir? Well, the thing is, like I just said, you can't tell me, you can't prove to me that all of those characters aren't Mephisto. And from what everyone said about WandaVision, it could be anybody. Mephisto could be masquerading as anybody. Could be anyone, anything, could be anywhere. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So you have to, you'd have to, you'd have to somehow prove to me that every single character and object in that show is not Mephisto. Are you prepared to reckon that amount of proof? Uh, yes, because I think the proof will be if there is a character who is referenced to as Mephisto, whether it be object, humanoid, alien, monster. But, 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 but he could just be watching. Maybe, well, maybe anyone like could Mephisto be watching. The, <laughs> Isaiah Bradley just, could be watching. <laughs> it's Mephisto the voyeur. He just likes to he likes to peep in on things. Well, like, I didn't put Mephisto here? the voyeur. I put Mephisto the the Mephisto. <laughs> well, we had we had Batroc the leaper. I mean, why not Mephisto? But the, that was the, his name, <laughs> Batroc the 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 leper, uh, the leaper, <laughs> leaping leopards. Uh, <laughs> See, I don't know. I think uh, I don't think you're quite thinking this through because I could I could leverage this if I'm I say going the real. Is, I'm going. This the is real. The, the, the jabroni. If I say that, sense. you can't prove to me. I will litigate this. <laughs> you <laughs> you could end up losing on a technicality. I think I don't think you appreciate the gravity of the situation that you find yourself in here, sir. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, I've created a monster. So what's uh, what's your selection? Well, again, are you prepared to, to provide me with the proof necessary 
to to uh, to validate your statement, sir. Yes, because the proof will be whether there is a reference made to Mephisto or not by what? name in the show, as the is, is true of it... any character who is talked to or dealt with in any show. Well, I don't know because we've heard. I've heard. It seems a lot of these fans have this grand idea of what Mephisto is capable of. So I don't know. I don't know. Make a choice. Finds the real. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was that went way longer than I expected it to. <laughs> bit of a journey here, right? But still, <laughs> bit of a journey, bit of an experience. <laughs> Oh my goodness! A little out of body, you know. Um, all right. No, that was talking about George. That was talking about some of that stuff in the Weekend Geek. That was actually very centering for me. Oh my goodness! Uh, next one, kind of in the same vein, and with a again a little nod to Uncle Todd here. The Thunderbolts will not make an appearance again. This is to redeem ourselves after having failed horrifically last time on these. Uh, what say you, sir? This is the real. Okay. The Thunderbolts are just done. Although it's going to be really funny when the Thunderbolts appear on Loki. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why not? Why not? All right, this next one's kind of a generic one, but I figured I'd throw it in here because we, we had one similar uh, last time for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it went nowhere. But I'm going to uh, put it out there. Rumor, Loki will fall in love. What say you, sir? The trouble is, Loki is already in love with himself. So there. Now the <laughs> so funny thing show is, proof. I'm gonna litigate. <laughs> well, the thing is, there is. I guess there's a character, and I didn't know this. Uh, Lady Loki. So there ah. is. Uh, apparently, there is a Lady Loki character. So when I say that, I mean Loki loves him some him for sure. I mean Loki loves him some Loki. However, what would the irony be that Loki falls in love with? Like his female counterpart. <laughs> that would be. Ultra creepy, but yet, at the same time, very on brand for Loki. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go the real, because I, I think that's just weird. I, I just want that weirdness to happen. I really do. All right. I'm going to go the jabroni, sir. All right. I'm, uh, I mean, quite honestly, I'm in a lot of trouble here. Uh, last time we did this, I think only... Six or seven of the twenty-five or so option or, or items we had uh, ended up being the real, and I have gone way, way crazy with the real on this. But we'll see. Oh yeah, you are you are heavily invested. In I, the real. I I'm all in at this point. Almost as and as invested as I am in Dogecoin by by <laughs> proxy to my wife. <laughs> All right. Here, here's a big one. I was really surprised we didn't see this anywhere else. But Thor will make an appearance during the season. Well, again, and this is the weird thing about saying an appearance, because an appearance could literally be like, you know, almost like what they did in Endgame, where they just shift the footage around. So you kind of see something from a slightly different angle. And it's does that really count as an appearance where he's like sneaking by? you know, Thor at some point from another movie. Let's say this, and, and, and just to save you some money on litigation fees, uh, because you will litigate this to get your way in terms of the uh, bottle of bourbon. But why don't we say this? When we talk about an appearance, what we mean to say or, or what is meant by this statement is Loki will have a meaningful interaction with said character. It will not just be a, oh, look, there's Odin in a picture. He made an appearance. 
No, it's going to be Odin says some there is new dialogue. There is something that we have not seen before that transpires. Okay, so new footage, new footage, not old. Okay, as point of reference, when Thor talks to his mom in Endgame, that to me is new footage. That yes. is a conversation that did not happen before in any of the movies and we were not privy to and now have seen. That is what is meant by an appearance. So does that help? Okay. Ve- thank you for clarifying that point. I appreciate Just that. Just trying to save uh, you some lawyer fee money, man. Okay. That doesn't matter. I use like, you know, legal, legal from or legal boom. <laughs> yes. Uh, dot com. And... Uh, <laughs> LawyersRUs.com. Hey, what's the worst that could happen? Um, You're going to lose. uh, I'm going to go the jabroni. All right. Uh, I'm going to continue on the roller coaster I've been on and say the real. (laughs) You're just buying everything real. I am. You're hoping for a complete sea change in these rumors this time. That's right. All right. Uh, Next one. Loki will do something that leads to slash triggers events for Doctor Strange 2. I'm going to go the jabroni, because if I remember right, Doctor Strange was, in, in terms of sequence, Doctor Strange was already supposed to be out. If we had if we had not engaged in COVID world, I believe Doctor Strange was scheduled for mm-hmm. last December. Okay. So I, I believe it wouldn't have worked out. However, they could have changed it, but still, I, 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 I don't think so. All right. And we're down to, I think, our last... Oh, down to our last two. Uh, Loki Ooh. will end up destroying the TVA due to his shenanigans. Evil shenanigans. All right, so here's the thing. How do you destroy something that deals with time travel? Because wouldn't they just go back and stop you by going back in time? Potentially. I'm going to say the jabroni. TVA has been around for a long time. I don't think... I don't think they, I think they can handle Loki. I will uh, I will agree with you. I think it's a bit much to say that he will end up destroying it. And quite frankly, given that the TVA is kind of the center point of the storytelling, I don't know that tearing it down is necessarily uh, the goal of the show. However, we could be proven wrong. It's happened before. And finally, Owen Wilson's character, Mobius M. Mobius, I believe is what he's called, will simply hmm. be the head bureaucrat of the TVA, and not a major Marvel character in hiding the real or the jabroni. So what's the, what what major character would he be? I, I don't... I don't I've honestly not, I know. I, I was just going for something where we, you know, he plays this role throughout the season, and then kind of toward the end, we end up finding out that he is, you know, some other character that has meaning in the Marvel universe that we didn't see coming sort of thing. Oh, no, I, I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's the real. Oh, because, w- yeah, we're saying he is not. Yes, that's what that's what tripped me up. You're trying to word these like a like a ballot issue where you're trying to trick me, but it won't work this time. Indeed, sir. you of the litigator. All right. Mm. Well, that is. <laughs> uh, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I believe there was 27 when I counted. Yeah, 27. So that is 27 rumors, my friend, that will be decided upon in however many weeks the Loki series is going to go. I didn't look that up. Looked up everything else, just didn't look up how how long it was going to run for. So it looks like like we only get six episodes of Loki. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, this is a this is another sixer because Falcon and Winter Soldier was only six. So I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that this is gonna be another a long in. It's gonna be another like fifty minute per episode kind of thing. Yeah, I would I would guess, mm-hmm. which actually would make a lot of sense because that is that is much more of a a, a chunk of time to tell a story. And WandaVision being so sitcom-based, I mean, sitcoms are half-hour, so it makes so much sense that those shows would be, you know, a standard kind of sitcom-length show. Right, right. And that, you know, dramas like Falcon Winter Soldier would be, you know, more drama-length. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Indeed. Well, best of luck to you, sir, but not so much. As to you, sir, and your litigation <laughs> as you tee up your lawyers. I object! To what? I don't know. <laughs> Something? I just felt like saying it. And the judge is just like, what? It'd actually, be the judge. it'd be the judge from my cousin Vinny. Just like, what did I do to deserve this? What's a you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm wearing this ridiculous thing for you. Oh, boy. What a great flick. And another thing. So what do you got for another thing this week, sir? Uh, so, uh, my end, another thing, and sadly, this is not from personal preference because, uh, th- th- this is more of a mea culpa. My, my youngest son was, was trying to correctly get me to go in and, and purchase this when, when it first came out and I decided it was too late in the evening to do so. And then it got sold out, but this is the, uh, the ultimate collector series of Lego star Wars R2D2 that came out, uh, on May the 4th. This is a very, very cool-looking uh, rendition of R2-D2 uh, that includes the extendable uh, third leg. So he actually can stand on, on the two legs, and then you actually can pop out a third leg with the rolly wheel. Looks very impressive and, uh, you know, a substantial set. Uh, you know, not a, not a mini version of R2-D2 by any stretch. Um, Holy crap. 2,314 pieces. Indeed. Indeed, sir. Wow. Oh uh, my gosh, would you look at that price point? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sweet mama, that'll give you that'll uh, perforate something. So yeah, 200 200 uh 200 bucks will what this one's going to run 200 you. 200 simoleons. Uh it, it's got the his little uh, periscope that pops up. It's got all the tools coming out of the midsection. He's got I think there's a, a lightsaber hilt that you put inside that can pop out, you know, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber hilt. Just, just a an impressive, impressive set, and uh, you know, I've, I've, uh, as, as a means of, you know, kind of connecting over the ages. You know, this is something I, I like to do with my sons when we put together these, these sort of classic sets, or, or not. I don't mean to say classic sets, but these big sets, you know, that are meant to be collectors, and you know, something you build and and kind of put on the shelf and show off, sort of thing. Um, mm. it's, it's a pleasure to, to go through and build them with them and, and just, uh, it's, you know, good family time. So, uh, if, if you are a Lego fanatic and a star Wars fanatic to boot, uh, do check out this, this R2D2 said it is currently out of stock. You can check your local stores if they have stock. Sadly for me, they do not. So I don't know when I'm going to be looking at this thing, but in any case, uh, that is my end. Another thing, a Lego set. And yes, I am. 45 years old. Thank you. And, and a responsible adult with a wife, a family, a mortgage. Good job. That's right. <laughs> I want my R2-D2. <laughs> hey, you know what? 
<laughs> it's like I tell my kids sometimes when she's like, well, you know, why are you doing that? I'm like, because I'm an adult and I pay for all this stuff. And you know what? If I can't have gummy bears when I want them, <laughs> what is the point of being an adult? Amen. You know? Well, how come that doesn't work for me? You got a job? No. There you go. <laughs> you got car keys? No. There you go. Once once you once you get grown up and you have your you have your job and your car keys and all that, you go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what about you, sir? Year. What is your and another thing? Uh, well, mine is a is a documentary that I watched uh, a couple days ago, and it's called Life After Flash. And this is a rather interesting uh, documentary because it's about the making of the movie Flash Gordon, uh, which of course. You know, if if you didn't, if you don't know anything about the movie Flash Gordon, good sweet lord! And we're talking about the 1980 Flash Gordon, based off of, of course, like the the early like 1930s Flash Gordon serial movies and all that. And I mean, it, just a bat spit insane movie on on its face. But it's also the story of the the lead actor who played Flash, which was a uh, Sam. L. Jones, I believe. Sam J. Jones, pardon me. And really was an interesting story in that he really didn't do a whole lot after that. You know, of course, like movie stars sort of good looks. I mean, the dude is a you know very handsome dude and, you know, athletic and, you know, should have been an action hero, but had a little bit of a kerfuffle with uh, Dino De Laurentiis, who is the producer of the movie. And there might have been some blackballing involved and in, in, in kind of keeping him out of projects or getting a bad name in Hollywood to the point where he actually was he was basically kicked off the movie. And then when they had to go back and loop dialogue, they used someone else to loop his dialogue like they just were like you're done and finish the movie without the lead character which is crazy but then kind of goes into his life after that and what he kind of went through after that his highs his lows and and kind of now it's good to see like he's in a good place you know has a has his family and is is very kind of honest about hey i was a complete you know trash husband to my first wife and now i'm getting it right and you know, but it's a very interesting sort of tale going through the whole thing because it really is like this guy's story, but then it's also the making of the movie, and you get it, you kind of get the bo- the best of both there, and, and finding out about just all of the stuff that went into this flick, and of course the the great, you know, the soundtrack by Queen. I mean, good lord, just iconic and 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 just huge bombastic you know rock soundtrack for a sci-fi movie which was unheard of at the time uh and it's just it's a really great documentary if you enjoy documentaries very well made very informative and a lot of fun to watch uh so i highly recommend life after flash the whole time while you were talking i had to turn down but i had playing in the background is the flash theme thong theme (laughs) did you theme thong theme thong (laughs) Are you saying you're wearing a Flash Gordon thong right now? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> There's an image oh, that... Oh, man. Forget our listeners that oh. I don't need seared into my mind. <laughs> but yet another reason why we do not do video. Yes. I mean... Now, as you mentioned, the the uh, vibrant and energetic uh, theme song 
that comes with Flash Gordon. Yeah, and they and they actually do interview Brian May as well, and they talk about the music and some of the the soundtrack aspects of it, and and then of course the 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 uh, the the composer who worked with them on the overall composition of the score and everything. So that there's also that part too, because the music is as iconic as the movie itself. It's it's just wonderful, all t- uh, a wonderful package altogether. Agreed. Well, thank you all for, for listening. We do appreciate so much you all coming here and, and gathering, the gathering once again of the Free Range Idiocy Congregation. Uh, and if you're curious, like, well, how would I join the Free Range Idiocy Congregation? Well, well, let me tell you. We don't pass the collection plate uh, yet. We, we might. You never know. I mean, we might have some things that need to be taken care of. You know, Tim might get into a little bit of a debt with his, with his meat dealers. We don't know what's going on there. Those are the people you don't want to owe money to. Um, so, you know, the, that rusted out Dotson around back of the old Walmart, you don't want to mess with them. You don't know what's going to happen. So uh, if you want to join the Free Range ADC congregation, all you got to do is subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on Podbean. If you go to freerangeadc.com, you will be able to find all of our episodes lined up there in a nice little row and get your grubby little ears on them and listen to them and download them and just boost them stats up there because, you know, we need all the ego boost that we can get. You can also join the congregation by liking us and following us on social media. Yes, we are those people that we are just begging for more attention. Because you listening to our podcast for like an hour and a half, two hours isn't enough. We need you to follow us on social media. We need that kind of fulfillment in our lives as well. Why? We're sad creatures. That's what it's all about. So you can find us on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. All of those at Free Range Idiocy. And if you have any questions, you have any thoughts, inspirational quotes, if you have any complaints, and let's face it, as I've said before, you're on the internet right now. Everybody on the internet's got a complaint. Everybody on the internet, especially you Star Wars fans. I know you got complaints. I know it. Watch You're going to complain about what you had for breakfast this morning Watch and claim that it's all, Watch the it pressure. all comes down to like, what, what was uh, Rian Johnson? It all comes down to him. He messed up your eggs, Benedict. You know, whatever it is. If you have any questions, complaints, suggestions, all that, what I want you to do is I want you to send those to Tim at freerangeadc.com because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, I don't care. He's the empathetic part of the team and he will like. I, honestly, I don't even know what he's going to do. He might tell you to go pound sand too, but I doubt it because he's a he's a caring human being as opposed to me where I'm just like, eh. Uh, so you send all this to Tim at freerangeadc.com and he will deal with those forthwith. And now we come to the part of the show where finally, finally, I stop talking. Finally. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly. And a hallelujah goes up from the congregation. Finally, this chucklehead is going to shut his yap. And uh, I, but I like before I go and hand this show over to Tim, I like to I like to think back on the show, think back about all these rumors and, and and all the the wonderful just scenarios that could happen and probably won't. And and I like to 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 ask Tim, what the hell did we learn today? Well, my friend, we have learned the following. Alrighty, good. We we have a, a reconfirmation, a a validation. A, a stipulation, if you will, that Marvel has its house in order and DC does not. A reconfirmation? Is that almost like pre-boarding? Is that where we're heading with this? You get on before you get on? Yeah. Indeed. Uh, okay. Captain good. America 4 looks to be heading in a positive direction. And Wonder Woman, 
as a franchise, well, let's just say Uncle Todd's going to have to stay away from the meats for a couple days because we don't need his ticker to have any uh, stress than it needs. So I've, The thing is, I don't even care. I got a dog in the fight. I don't. I, I could care less. Like, I... I <laughs> I do, I'm not invested. It's just so mind-bogglingly stupid that it just annoys me on a genetic level. Like, how are you this dumb, and yet you have this much money and influence over other people's creativity? I don't understand. There goes the how have you pressure. managed to fail upwards to this height, and you haven't fallen over yet? Just fall. Just fall and give someone else a chance. You obviously don't know what's going on. I don't even think you know what day it is. You don't even know if it's day or night. Deep breaths. Deep breaths, brother. <laughs> oh. Got to get the... Uh, oh. There we go. You got to center yourself. Got to get the uh, the sanity uh, restored. The balance we provide. <sighs> we have also learned outside of Uncle Todd needing to keep the BPMs under control that Star Wars apparently is going to have Mr. Lucas back in some way, shape, or form. What that is, we have no idea. But apparently he's going to have some part of things. So we will see what that does to the upcoming It's going to be the re-attack of the clones. That's what it's going to be. We've also learned right now, WWE, we don't know what the heck is going on over there. Everything must go! Oh my goodness. <laughs> we got deals on deals on deals. My goodness gracious. Do you want an, an authorized Steve Austin knee brace? We got them. I, I, I may have to just swing over and start watching AEW just to get some just, you know, stable wrestling content if possible. But You want AJ Styles to show up to your kid's birthday party? Hey. No problem. <laughs> Everything must go. And, uh, and finally, we have learned uh, once again... Rumors, you know, they play mind games with us. Uh, they cause Uncle Todd mm-hmm. to, to want to litigate. And uh, in six weeks, we will adjudicate and understand who has gotten it right and who has gotten it wrong. But it is a crapshoot all around. More than likely, it's both of us getting it wrong. Let's just admit that. That's, it's that's both fair. of us. 100% fair. But, you know, looking forward to Loki, looking forward to seeing where Marvel, uh, what sort of storytelling Marvel puts forth there and where we end up going on this wild mm-hmm. ride. Mm-hmm. So having said all of that, just remember, uh, be good to one another, be kind to one another, be safe, be healthy. And, uh, you know, just because we are uh, too busy trying to figure out how, how, how to litigate as a whole, uh, w- would you please uh, help us out and hit the lights on the way out? Give me my cheese wheels, boy. Can we help Steven get a peek? Correct the mundo. Just a, <laughs> that's it. And do me a personal favor and stop giving DC your money. Just stop. You're encouraging them. You're just encouraging their bad habits. It's like if you gave, if your kid is picking his nose constantly, can't get his his little booger hooker out of his out of his nostril, oh and every time you give him a cupcake, do you think he's gonna stop picking his nose? No, he's gonna have three freaking fingers up there. Hope he's getting three cupcakes. Breathe, brother. Breathe. You keep keep giving him money. And you're like, oh yeah, Wonder Woman '84 sucked. But here's my money. Deep Here breaths. you go. Deep nope. breaths. They're going to go, you know what? These people are even dumber than we are. Let's keep making these movies, boys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a happening. I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> 
Oh, my goodness. Well, that was a trip. You know, I, I'm not even going to be able to digest food now. You know, this is this is where we're at. I feel like I feel like I feel like, you know, I'm heading into territory that's even beyond Lewis Black at this point. You know where I'm at? I'm like I'm like the the parrot in freaking Aladdin. You know, I'm so upset. I'm molting like that's I'm 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 Gilbert Godfrey at this point at his most like constipated and angry. <laughs> Good God. Oh, boy. Oh, Johnny, I apologize. I forgot you were there. You may go now. 